0: February 23rd in this very sanctuary where I am God spoke a word to us many of you will remember that service as a service of worship of release of healing but in that service we received a word from the Lord and uh, several of you have drawn my attention back to this word and in reviewing it i realized that even before desi read to us from zechariah 8 and before i brought the prophetic word that i want to review with you today the lord had already spoken through tongues and interpretation and as i read this tongues and interpretation as i transcribed it down from the video i was struck by this reality church god knew what was coming and that is an encouragement to me i am hopeful i'm even excited because if god knew this was going to come it means he has a plan god is the quintessential planner you go and read genesis chapter one and what do you find there you find a god who knows how to create and put order and put structure. So God has a plan. And the challenge for us is to understand and believe in that plan, even when he hasn't fully revealed it. And the challenge for us is to then live in accordance with that partially revealed plan. And to have faith when it looks like there is no plan. When Jesus died on the cross and the disciples scuttled away, he was buried in the tomb, God had a plan. We all rejoice in that plan. It's the story of the gospel. But at that moment, the disciples lost faith. They thought that there was no plan. They thought that God had lost his way. But then just three short days later, he rose from the dead. God always had a plan. It just wasn't fully revealed or fully understood. And despite the fact that it wasn't fully revealed and fully understood, it still was there. And so you and I are challenged in this season to believe in this plan. And so today I want to draw your attention back to the prophecy. I wanna take you back to February 23rd because just three weeks later, after that absolutely amazing service in this building where we worship, this building was shuttered. This campus was shut down. The heat's been turned off. Nobody uses the building, nothing's happening here. But God knew this, he's not surprised, he's not caught off guard. Here's the tongues and interpretation, look up, look up. Interesting, that's the theme of our past week, it's just transpired. My redemption draweth nigh, I'm coming back for my people, i am coming to seek and to save but i am also coming to pull away to separate to shake grab on to me depend on me and then the last sentence is what grabbed my attention as i transcribed this as i was reviewing the video for a time is coming where i am all you will have but i will be all that you need just three weeks later the time came where all we had was him but he is all we need i'm excited i'm hopeful we need to be reminded if ever the prophetic word has been validated by events we are looking at it You know, I was uncomfortable that morning. I do not consider myself to operate in those gifts and in that operation. And so I I was uncomfortable bringing that message and yet God pressed on me. He absolutely would not let me back away from the reality. And so I brought you this prophetic word. Let's review, let's remember. Number one, God loves Newark UPC. He is pleased with our zealous commitment to his word. He loves our generosity in mission giving. He loves our faithfulness. Please understand something. There is not in this epidemic, not in this pandemic, there is not a correction coming to us. There is a pruning, there is a growing, but God is pleased with us. He has good plans for us and he told us so. Number two, God is already planting the seeds of our provision. Everything in his economy is working to provide for us. We have all that we need. Due to the public nature of this video, there are some miracles that when we come back together, I'm gonna be able to share with you. And I imagine that there are some miracles that you're gonna be able to share with the church of how this has already been fulfilled and we're not done. His provision is already in the ground. Some of it has already come to fruition. His economy is working to provide for us. Yes, these are tough times. Some of you have uh, diminished jobs and you have diminished income. Please, please believe the prophecy. Believe the promise of God. I've had weeks, this past six weeks, we're now coming into week seven. I've had some weeks, I've been a little scared church. First couple of weeks, hardly any giving came in as we scrambled and tried to figure out what we were doing. So as you are in seasons of doubt and fear, as you look at reality and you go, how's this gonna work out? I call you back to the tongues and interpretation. I'm all you'll have, but I'm all you'll need. Come back to the prophecy that God has already planted seeds of our provision. His economy, not subject to world economy, his economy is working for our provision. Today we have all that we need. Let me press on, number three, do not be afraid. Tell the truth, don't hide, and have courage. Folks, don't hide. If you're struggling, talk to your small group members. If you're struggling and fearful, talk with your pastoral care team members. Don't hide, but also in the midst of this trial, in the midst of this, have courage, have courage. Number four, everything you thought you had to do to have God's blessing will become easy and light. Ladies and gentlemen, I got news for you. A lot of things we thought we had to do in order to be the church, in order to have church, just got blown away by COVID-19. Am I telling you that we're not ever gonna come back together in church? No, that's not what I'm saying. We will come back together in church, but this season is shaking up things that we thought, this is how you do church. This is what you have to have. And we're finding out that's not true. It's not hard to be a Christian. He's with us. Remember the second part of this one, fasting and mourning will become rejoicing and play. It's party time. And he gave you time to party. Now I know some of you are going, this is no party. And I get it, I do understand. But you also have the occasion, you have the ability to do things that you normally wouldn't have the time to do. Are you taking advantage of them? Are you realizing that we are entering into party time? Maybe it's that it's some preparation. Maybe we're setting up the punch bowl. Maybe we're, we're, we're gathering the cookies and, and, and popping the popcorn. But I'm telling you, God is not here to destroy. I know the messages that you may be hearing from other places, that the end is upon us and that God's destruction is coming and that this is a correction to the church. And, and it may be for other places, but for Newark, this is not what's happening. God is positioning us. God is growing us. It's party time hear the word of the Lord. Number five, God is calling people from around the world as they come to the United States, to the Eastern seaboard and to our communities in the greater metropolitan Philadelphia. They will continue to come from nations and cities all over the world, both poor and weak, rich and powerful. They will come seeking our God within our midst. Do you realize that our entire witness now is being broadcast daily across the bandwidth of the internet? We don't know who's watching we don't know who god's going to cause to watch sure looks like he knew what was coming number six those who desire god will seek you out they will find you they will sense that you know god and they will want to walk with you your witness in the midst of this crisis is taking God has basically created the crisis to amplify your witness. People are watching us, they're watching you. People are scared, they're terrified, they have no control, they have no answer. And you can give them an answer of the reason of the hope that you have in Christ Jesus. Your heads do not need to hang. My head does not need to hang. Even in the midst of a trial, we count it all joy that we know that trials only produce good things within us. Number seven, what is impossible with us is possible with God. Because through his mighty power at work within us, he's able to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. What's he doing through us right now? That's what excites me. I don't even fully understand everything that's happening, but I do know, I believe the word of God. I believe the spirit of God. I believe this prophetic word that came to us. He's working. God's not sitting in heaven going, oh my, what am I gonna do to keep my church safe? Oh my, what am I gonna do to help my church? Oh no, 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 no. He knows exactly what that virus is doing. He knows how to heal it. He knows how to let death happen in order to produce life. He knows how to let our witness shine. He thrives in a persecuted environment. He thrives when there are trials and problems. It's impossible with us, but oh, it is possible with him. Number eight, God is already in the pit. God is already strengthening in our hands. God is already sharpening our weapons. He's already rescuing us from the lions. Did you hear me? He's already rescuing us from the lions. I can't promise you that none of you will get sick, but it is interesting to me, we are on week seven, and to my knowledge, not a single one of our church family has contracted COVID-19. Do I think some of us will? Yes, but it'll be in the hands of God. He will work all things together for our good. I can't promise you you won't die, but I can promise you you won't die in vain. I can't promise you you won't be sick, but you will not be sick in vain. He's in the pit, he's already in there. He's jumped in to the pit already, he's there. So church, let's be bold, let's be courageous, let's not be fearful. Let's be cautiously courageous. Jump into the pit that this is. Go after those lions. He's giving you a testimony right now. That was the prophecy. He's giving you a testimony right now. Number nine, in the midst of COVID-19, this is so relevant, resist temptation, resist fatigue, resist disappointment, resist fear, resist defeat. Look at that all feelings that we're experiencing because we're having shelter in place and because of the unknown and because of diminished income and because of insecurity. But remember the tongues and interpretation. I am all that you will have, but I am all that you will need. Oh, put in place habits, activities, routines. That caused you to resist temptation and resist fatigue and resist disappointment and resist fear and resist defeat. Because number 10 was true in the past and it's true now. It is not by force nor by strength, but by his spirit. He called us to return to the joy of knowing him. He called us to return to the joy of his salvation. It called he called us to return to the simple faith of a child. God's got this. Daddy. Is everything okay? Baby doll, everything's okay. Daddy, mommy, is, I'm, is it gonna be okay? Son, everything's gonna be all right. This is the voice of our Father. I've got you, I'm with you. Return to the carefree life of a child. Lay down all these burdens that you grabbed back. Return to that momentary joy of February 23rd where you released it. Release again daily, release it. Return to the life of growing and play. Let's go play again. Many of you remember that following that service at the very close, I read to you one final prophetic word. It came in via text from our good friend, Dr. Joey Payton, who's familiar to most of you, if not all of you, he speaks here frequently and has been playing a very integral part in what God is doing in our lives and in our church in the last several years. Here's what he said the Lord spoke to him as he listened to that prophetic word. As I said at the celebration of first Passover, and just as important, this day and this prophetic word shall live in memorial in years to come. This day shall be remembered as the day that Newark came into my complete will. Did that just get blown away? That was February 23rd. Three weeks later, we're not on our physical campus. So did God mess up? Oh no church, oh no. Let's not be those who come to the bitter waters of Mara and begin to murmur, God's doing a work. Let's not be those who get fearful because we don't have our leeks and our onions from Egypt. God's setting us free. This is the day. This day shall be remembered as the beginning of all that I promised for the last 49 years. And this day shall be a day of reorientation each year that calls the church to learn, to serve, to love, and to play in the presence of the Creator. The presence of the creator. COVID-19 has stopped us from being in one another's presence. It's caused us to have to use technology in different means. And frankly, it's not as good. But guess what we have not lost contact with? The one who is all that we need. So I come to you tonight encouraging you to remember the prophecy, calling you back to that which is firm and steadfast. The scriptures cry out, the Psalms, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And while i am not equating a prophetic word that i brought to you on february 23rd as scripture it came from scripture and it came from the spirit and i believe just as in old times holy men of god spake as they were moved by the holy ghost i spake to you i spoke to you as moved by the holy spirit it is settled in heaven we do not need to be fearful we do not need to be discouraged you are not going to lose your walk with god you're going to grow When we come back together, we're gonna be stronger. Now over the next four nights, starting Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, unlike the past six weeks, I'm gonna be speaking to you each of those nights. In order to keep this into bite-sized chunks that work with our, our delivery system, I need to break up what I have to share with you. Tonight, I'm reminding you to remember the prophecy. Go back to the archive and listen to it again. I've captured the essence of it to you, but go back to that, listen to the service, watch the worship, re-enter into that moment and encourage yourself and do it as often as you need to. But I'm also gonna come to you with several other things. Tuesday night, I'm gonna come to you and talk to you about our plan. You have to understand something about me, I am someone that I react to crisis, but then I also begin to plan. When I was academic dean of university graduate school, I spent six months and then I came up with a plan. Well, in this particular case, we've spent six weeks and we're now, we have a plan. And so Tuesday night, you don't wanna miss it. Each of these nights, you do not want to miss the broadcast. Please be on it live. If at all possible, if for some reason your job doesn't allow you to be on live, you've got to watch it before the next day. This week is critical. Every one of our devotions and our times together are critical, but this is particularly critical. If you want to know where we're going, if you want to know what's happening, if you want to have clarity about your role within it, you need to be present. So Tuesday night, I'm going to talk to you about the plan. Wednesday night, I'm going to talk to you about giving. And please understand, nothing's changing about how we deal with giving. I'm not getting on and being a televangelist. I'm not gonna send you uh, hankies to help you get healing or something else like this. There's no gimmicks. But yes, I'm gonna talk to you about money. I'm gonna encourage you about God's faithfulness. I'm gonna draw you back to some principles. And some of you that are newer with us, you may not have heard some of these principles. And so you don't want to miss this. Don't, don't skip it and think, oh, all he's asking for is money. No, 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 that's not what I'm doing. Giving is worship. And in this season where all we have is God, he's all we need. Giving's a part of his plan. I wanna talk to you about that. On Thursday, I'm gonna talk to you about this question. What if we were a persecuted church? What if we were a persecuted church? You understand that one of the characteristics of a persecuted church is they cannot meet together freely. They don't have freedom of press. They can't do broadcast like this. So there's things to be learned from this, both from biblical models of persecuted church and our modern day. And then finally, Friday, I'm gonna to talk to you about digging your own wells. In a world that is a desert, if you have a well, you have an oasis. If you have an oasis, you have provision, you have safety. You've got to dig your own wells. I'm gonna talk about that. And so over the next, week here, I ask you to please take the time to be present. You work your schedules, put a priority on it. We're sending you a text and an email reminder every single night, 10 minutes before. In my house, you'll hear thundering of elephants as that text comes to everybody or that email shows up and here come my kids and they head for the basement because I project it up onto the wall so we can see it nice and big and loud. And there they go. They grab their, their, they're being cushions, and they throw them on the ground and they get situated. And yeah, it's a little different than in church. Well, actually it's not. If you ever watch Vincent, he, he lounges on the front pew anyway. So he just is lounging at church, but God's there. I know there's a lot of things that are different about this season and you can lose your way. Make a priority to be with us. Rework your routines. Please, you've got to hear what I have to say to you this week. And so in closing, remember the prophecy. Remember the tongues and interpretation. There's a time coming, it's come, church, when all you'll have is me. But God said, that's all you're gonna need. You just need me, you need my presence, you need my wisdom, you need my provision, you need my guidance, you need my plan. I have a good plan, nothing but good for you. Remember the rejoicing and the freedom Remember the prophetic word, both in sermon and through Dr. Payton. We are in a season of amazing things. Look up. Recognize it. Grasp it. I've hesitated to say this, but I'm going to say this in closing. Jesus will come back. Jesus is coming back. He told us the day nor the hour, no one will know. He told us to be watchful when the signs of the times come that we then respond and be ever more vigilant and watchful. And we need to be prepared at any time. If the guard of the house had been watching, the thief could not come in. If the brides were watching, they would not have got caught off guard by the bridegroom by the, by the groom, excuse me. I'm gonna tell you something. I don't think he's coming back yet. Now, I understand. There are people who will watch this and go, Steve, how can you say that? That's kind of anathema. That's, that's, that's kind of a wrong statement. You always have to put a caveat. No, 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 no. I don't think he's coming back yet. You know why? Because of this prophetic word. Newark has a work to do. And God is simply preparing us for that work. It might feel like boot camp. Boot camp's never fun, but it produces soldiers that are able to do their job. I think we're in boot camp, folks. I think we're in reorientation time. I think we're in realignment time. I think we're in pruning time. But this is not so God can destroy us. It's not so God can take away our mission. No, no, no. He's got some more work for us to do. So, sure up your feet. Rearrange yourself. Pull yourself together. Get your routines in order. Remember the prophecy. Remember the prophecy. God's doing something in us and through us that we can only see through a glass darkly, as Paul says. We can only see part of the plan, a piece of the plan. But all oh, church, I need you to hear me. I need you to hear me. There is a plan that is being enacted right now. Right now. We're in the middle of it god's talking to your pastoral team god's talking to me god's talking to our teaching team god's talking to you if you will turn your ear to him he's knocking would you let me come in would you let me be in your home now would you let me be all that you need jesus oh in this moment i I, i'm not excited by the circumstances but lord in the spirit in that which I cannot see, I am so excited. I've attempted to convey this and the video camera probably mutes it some and, and our distractions of our home, Lord. But God, I'm asking you, Lord, to somehow arrest the attention of this congregation and call us to a place of faith and belief, Lord. Because you're doing something in the midst of us that is great and is mighty. We are not defeated. We are not falling down. This is not simply something to survive. This is a season in which growth is going to occur. This is a season in which you are doing a work beyond our greatest imagination. It's not by might, it's not by power. It is by your spirit, Lord. I pray Lord right now that you would encourage and strengthen each and every individual. And God lead and guide all of us that we would align ourselves with your mission and your call in this season and in preparation for where we're going. I thank you, I praise you, I glorify you. Thank you for the prophecy. Thank you for that prophetic word. God, we're gonna hold on to it. We're gonna believe in it and we're gonna act according to it. Not according to our circumstances, but according to the prophetic word. We're gonna believe it, that the word of the Lord is yea, verily, amen. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all, I love you put us on your calendar set aside time so that you're making sure you're present with us we love you if you have any needs at all call the church office reach out to the pastoral team member that's been calling you reach out first to your member your small group members that's your family that's who's caring for you and let's care for one another let's be sensitive as God opens doors to our witness to our neighbors and to those who we have contact with remember that Technology has given you the ability to reach out in a way that you never could before. Don't forget your phone. Don't forget FaceTime. Don't forget emails. Don't forget texts. Be productive, church. I love you. I look forward to seeing you again on Tuesday night. Have a great Sabbath day tomorrow. And again, we'll reconvene at 7 p.m. on Sunday night. Excuse me, on Tuesday night. This is Sunday night. Thank you for being with us. I'll see you again on Tuesday night. God bless. Good night.